Are you making the cinnamon buns? No. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay, guys. Welcome to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group podcast called Baking It Down. Now, I'm posting this on Monday, but this usually goes up on Tuesday because we were late last week. <laughs> now, we'll be early this week and we'll break even. Actually, I'm going out of town. So if you have any complicated questions, ask them between Tuesday and Friday and send them Corey's direction and just forget I exist. But if you want a good answer, wait till Saturday when Heather returns. <laughs> if you want an even better answer, Thursday at 12 noon should be prime time for Corey to answer your question. <laughs> All right, Heather. So if someone is just tuning in for the very first time, this is their first time where their little ears are embarking on this journey with us, what are they in for? They're in for you talking directly into the mic and laughing, which I'm adjusting. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll laugh one more time. <laughs> yep, hit the red. We're good. We're back. <laughs> They're going deaf. Anyways, after you recover from Corey laughing directly into your ear canal, what we like to cover is uh, like a pretty basic step setup that we try to kind of adhere to. So we start with the intro, which is why your ears are bleeding currently. Marketing minutes, uh, kind of more of a marketing focused concept than baking a business, more of a mental business approach. So you kind of leave it little gold nuggets everywhere. Uh, then we have launched a course. So Corey's going to talk about that. So you guys can feel left out and then want to sign up because that's what good marketing is. Uh, voicemails, um, group stuff, Twinterest. I have nothing interesting. I think we're going to have to remove that second because I think we're going to. we have I'm run out of interest. <laughs> Sponsors and then the mailbag, which we have nothing for because Corey, actually we did. This we cup, did? Coffee cup. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so in the marketing minutes, uh, but real quick, first a story. So I, if you've been listening to the podcast or hearing me lament, I did get a speeding ticket. Speeder McGee over here. Little speed, speed racer. Speed racer. That's why the podcast was late a couple of weeks ago, because I had to go to driver's improvement class where I improved remarkably. Okay. Heather, in driver's improvement class, if you like talk less, you're going to get out faster. But Heather's like, what's the worst ticket you've ever experienced? No, 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 no. The guy said, do you guys want to leave early or take a lunch break? And I was like... I'm not speaking for the other two gentlemen in the room, but I would like to leave early and skip the lunch break. And then we got a lunch break and we got to leave early. As I mean, long as we I'm all agree. I'm just a law-abiding citizen. I get my free yeah, lunch well, breaks. You got the cool twin in the lane. <laughs> I'm just it's not cool to speed as my wallet has taken the brunt. Can I just tell about my Tuesday morning of last? What I witnessed on my way to work? Oh, yeah. Okay, Corey, guys. Okay, I got to tell you. This is Heather speaking. I know we sound exactly the <laughs> same. Corey is, her passion project is being first on the scene of car accidents. It guys, is literally her favorite. You would want me to be by your side. Traffic in, directing, uh, calling family hands, and friends. Calling your insurance. I am in there like swimwear, but I witnessed the, the most, the craziest accident. I'm not going to say horrific because the guy ended up being able to walk away from it. But I don't know if he was, you know, just didn't see that the traffic was stopped. But in Northern Virginia, there's traffic everywhere in about a stoplight every two seconds. This traffic was stopped, but this car was not prepared to. It flipped five times in the air and landed directly next to me. Bless his soul. He couldn't have landed in a better spot. If you had a text and drive, that was how you should land, upside yeah. down in a trench. However, because if he was wearing a seatbelt. He was wearing a seatbelt. That saved uh -huh. his life. And the way that the car fell into the trench meant his head was actually protected and the front and the back end of the car right. were hoisted so me and a man broke the windows open i yelled to him not even a cut on this man's body i said man you are lucky there's big plans out there for you okay great on that note okay um, back. <laughs> about speeding and being dangerous <laughs> so i was if you're familiar with northern virginia area um it doesn't require anything to get a reckless. In most states, you have to be doing two illegal infractions, speeding and weaving in and out of traffic. In Virginia, if you're merely 
speeding. Thinking about it. If you're even thinking about exceeding the speed limit, it is a reckless ticket, which in Virginia, it's penalized so heavily that it's almost guaranteed you'll need a lawyer. It's crazy that Heather would do that when did her not brother get a reckless ticket. her brother-in-law is a police officer. Who did not get me off, so he is reckless. <laughs> um, so I didn't get a reckless ticket, but the speed limit was eligible for that. I guess the he guy figured it was to you. You're really derailing my little story here <laughs> with all your interruptions. Okay. Anyways, if you're familiar with Northern Virginia area, it is the Fairfax County Parkway. 50 means 50. It did not mean 50 to me that day. But coming off of the 66 up Fairfax County Parkway North, um, it's such a notorious speed trap that the guy was just standing. Like, Wait. he was just standing and leaned up against his motorcycle and walked into the middle of the road. I was probably a quarter mile from him. I mean, at that point, it's about to just fist bump him and be like, dude, yeah, <laughs> you got me. Anyway, so I got the citation, you know, hired the lawyer, whatever. Um, but the next week, going back, I was taking, you know, taking that road to get to my parents' house. Heading back, I was sure that the guy wasn't going to be there. So I came around the corner. There he was again. Are you kidding? Comes into the street, waves at me. I'm like, dude, no way. Small world. You guys are like a first-name basis <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> How's it been? I just ran into you. Um, okay, so cool. writes me a citation. Go on. But I was so sure. So last week, I had to head up to mom and dad's. Um, needed help somewhere with the cats. My parents were out of town. Come around the corner. For sure you wouldn't be there the third time. Come around the corner. Guess it. Are Frank. you kidding me? Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. He's Frankie boy. There again. He says, other. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> and he's like, registration? I said, bro, you don't remember it. <laughs> he writes me another ticket. Um, and then this week, I'm actually planning to speed past him one more time. Just just because you don't think I mean, he's going to sure be there. There's no way he's going to be there. For sure, this time going to be absolutely fine. Absolutely not. Right. Okay, if this sounds absolutely insane to you, that's because it is. And what I'm trying to demonstrate here, I did get that first ticket. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Me and Frankie have a court date. Um, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So it sounds insane that I would know that there's a speed trap and continue speeding past it and expecting not to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. The same thing is with your marketing. If you're constantly doing the same things, turning around, typing into the group, why isn't my marketing working and turning around and doing the same thing again, how could you expect it to be any different? Mm, Heather pulled the leg out from under us, guys. Yeah. Well, it's just... This little speeding ticket has cost me over $800 already. Oh, and I have to do community service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> I've been serviced. Um, but this, the concept of marketing is this. It's test, assess, and retest. At no point should you test, hey, that didn't work. Let's do it again. Hey, that didn't work. Let's do it again. That is insanity to continue doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So Corey and I will often run a campaign, hey, this is our best guess of how we think this will perform. Mm -hmm. We do it, send it out, whether it be a Facebook ad or an email marketing campaign, hey, what were the results? Terrible, abysmal. Okay, would we do it again? Right. No. And it's learning and adjusting to that. So Heather and I will look at like what we did last year for our sugar cookie classes and say, hey, what did we do last year that worked? What did we do last year that flopped? And we'll create a strategy for this year based on last year's data. And that's why data is so important. You have insights everywhere you go. Heather the data talks, cannot lie. Heather talks in the course in our uh, the cookie college. She talks about uh, setting up Google Analytics. Um, you have Instagram insights you have facebook page insights literally mara mara is actually she just got married uh she's actually setting up goals in our analytics account um so that you can even say hey this was not successful you know you yeah. have to set goals 
so you can measure success. Yes. Um, a lot of times people who don't set goals or don't uh, recap what happened is because they, do, they have that fear of failure. Um, I don't want to fail, so I'm not going to set myself up to say that was a failure. And failure is a harsh word, but it's just another way of saying, hey, that didn't work. There's a better yeah. way. I don't even think it is necessarily failure. I think it's a learning point. So Heather and I have done campaigns in the past, and we're like, hey, that did not that was pay off. out. <laughs> um, instead of saying it was an absolute failure, we say, hey, what, let's learn from it so it can be something that's positive instead of a negative. Mm-hmm. So we had... We taught a cookie class this past week. We only we had ten seats open, eight seats filled. One um, person didn't show, <laughs> but they paid, so it doesn't matter if they showed or didn't. That was on them. So out of you know an eight out of ten, not bad. The year prior, we had actually offered three classes that same day and filled every class was full except for one. But that was when we only filled them with eight people. Yeah. The difference this year, though, is I've been banned from Facebook ads for the last 30 days. Yeah. So Corey couldn't run Facebook ads. We attributed to that. I was absolutely off my game in getting our website updated. Just abysmally. Guys. It was like, hey, make Valentine's Day. No, it wasn't that bad, (laughs) but it was pretty close. Um, So we sat down and, you know, over lunch, as soon as class ended, we met up for lunch. Bye, see you. And then we just went to the mall. We followed you. (laughs) And then we said, okay, what did we do? Okay, we had an 8 out of 10. How do we market it? Did you send any emails? No. Did you run any ads? No. No. Um, Did we follow up with any past clients? Absolutely not. It was literally people that tripped upon us. Bless you guys. Um, So that was how. So we said, okay, what do we need to do better next time? X, Y, and Z. What cookies do we feel like weren't, you know. Yeah, what design-wise wasn't calling people. It was a PowerPoint that we walked them through. Was it confusing? Was anybody asking a question that could have been answered by something that Mm -hmm. we could have done? Um, it definitely wasn't the twin, so it had to be an outside <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe those people signed up. Um, obviously, they had a good time. We followed up with everyone. They were fine. But how could we have filled those seats more effectively? Um, turns out we just needed to have our Hi. crap together, <laughs> which it wasn't this month, mostly because we were really busy with, you know, launching the course and CookieCon. Our bad. So next month, we'll have to reassess. Now, next month, we're going to be a lot more aggressive in marketing, and we're going to add two additional classes. So that will be three classes next month. Halloween's going to help fill those seats a lot. We can be more aggressive than using the ads in the correct way. Mm-hmm. It's going to help us fill that up. But if we did not, if we put this class out and we're like, that was neat, repeat, repeat, repeat. And we never ask ourselves why things happen, what we did to cause these things happen, what we can do better to make these more efficient, then we've never learned from our marketing. So you see a lot in marketing is something called A-B testing. Um, Even Facebook offers it now where you can A-B test the name of a Facebook ad or even a video now. Mm -hmm. So you can say, hey, which video title does my audience respond best to? And then you can say, oh, this, it's the secondary title the b title okay let's lean into that Mm -hmm. that's what the audience wants because the audience has spoken now in your marketing you can a b test your audience by sending them a newsletter one week with a certain title and next week sending them a different newsletter with a different title did that emoji get more open rates did the emote leaving out the emoji get more open rates using different photos and this is why we say get as much runway out of your um cookie sets your baking sets by taking additional photos additional um setting up your scene a little differently because the photos that I like might not always be what my audience responds best to. So I never want to assume anything on their part. They sometimes surprise me and I'm like, wow, I didn't think that would perform that well. Um, But that's the testing part. Yeah. A great test that Corey and I ran for the remodeling company is, yeah, I like a white kitchen with a stark blue gray uh, cabinet. 
So Corey posted a kitchen that I wouldn't find myself buying, but the audience said, oh my goodness, I'm so glad we get to see a cherry cabinet that's not been painted white or gray. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the audience saying, hey, listen, I know what you guys like, but we like something different. So Corey and I would be ignorant to continue posting what we like. We've got to listen to what the audience says. Hey, this is what I'm willing to pay for. Show me more of that. Mm -hmm. So just like speeding down the Fairfax County Parkway, I have been a changed person. I will be no longer speeding down the Fairfax County Parkway. But if you were listening to that story and shaking your head, Uh, you'd not be alone. It would be insane to see someone completely repeat mistakes over and over again and expect something different to happen. So sit down, do your marketing and say, what do I keep doing that could probably be optimized or refreshed or overhauled and see if that's more effective. A lot of the ways I tell our clients that there's an issue is the emails that you're getting people asking questions. Um, If somebody says, hey, I don't understand how to check out. If you got that email 10 times in the last month, guess what? You have a problem with your checkout. Um, If you got people saying, hey, I'm not sure how to place an order, guess what? You need to make it a more effective, easier access point for people to place an order. Mm -hmm. Um, So look at the emails that you get from clients. That's going to be where you kind of need to sit down, make a list and say, hey, I'm going to optimize this. I'm going to not speed past the cop the fifth time. (laughs) Amen to that. Amen to learning our lessons. Amen to learning lessons. Okay, so that wraps up my intervention with both my driving skills and people who repeat the same mistakes over again and wonder why they're not getting better results. My husband appreciates you turning back. Your husband is also annoying. (laughs) He has been annoying this week. I pay his salary. (laughs) Shall tell him. (laughs) Okay, so that brings us to the business with baking. And I wanted to talk about farmer's markets. Farmer's markets, love them, love them. Give me a tomato. Uh, Laura, if you're listening to this, my tomato buddy. Hello, (laughs) pumpkin. (laughs) Um, Farmer's markets are a big time thing, definitely in the baking world, specifically cookies too. And a lot of people are considering doing farmer's market. I know here in the D.C. area, we've gotten um, a little bit into fall when it comes to the weather. Oh, no, I'm full. I'm full. Give me boots. Give me a long jacket. I am in fall. I don't care if I'm sweating through it. (laughs) Isn't it weird that me and Heather have never owned a pair of Uggs before? But I feel like we haven't lived our life. Somebody let me try a pair on, and I swear my foot has never been the same. With their sweaty footprint in there, it was a wealthy family. I don't think anybody had used them yet. (laughs) So my sweaty toes. (laughs) So we need get Uggs. They were so. Comfortable. I don't know if in our 30s we can pull it off, but I don't think you care. I don't think you can hear the haters because your feet are walking on little angel puffs. In my mental mind, I see me in a pair of Uggs with a cute little sweater with a little vest on, uh, dark wash jeans. That'd be nice. Let's do Ray-Bans on. You think we can pull off Uggs? I don't know. We have giant feet. Giant feet. I have little clown feet. Giant clown feet. Shoe companies lose money on Heather and I because we are like the buffet of feet. Like we are we're taking more than we should off the market. (laughs) You five size fivers out there are we're making up for your lack of heels. (laughs) We got to go. I wear high heels a lot. Well, I used to before COVID. Now I haven't even showered. Um, I used to wear high heels a lot. People would be like, you never really fall. And I say, yeah, because my foot covers so much surface area. <laughs> if you didn't know, Heather and I are twins, but she is a half size so bigger. So I can't have kids because then I'll be a half and a size, full size bigger. So her clown toes, she's been walking on these. And shoving them into tan shoes. <laughs> okay, but I want you to talk about farmer's markets. 
there's a farmer's market right by my house. And I said, let me go to this farmer's market and attend it as a consumer and be able to go through the booth and tell you what I want to see as a person shopping the farmer's market for those of you That's getting ready to, to sell your marketing as well. Markets. Kind of see it from the outside point of view. Will I get frustrated? Am I not frustrated because I'm just familiar with what I'm doing? Would an outside user get frustrated? Yeah. So that's why we had one member who made her husband go through her website Loved it. Um, and featured on a podcast. A couple of podcasts ago. Seven podcasts ago. You made that number up. Pow. <laughs> um, but having an outside perspective can really honestly help you. That's why I oftentimes when I'm taking photos, I'll look at my husband and be like, what does it look like I'm selling here? And he does not like to be gentle and soft. And he'll be like, I don't know, a prop. <laughs> Rude. Also accurate. <laughs> Until smart. <laughs> um, so it's good to get outside perspective. So I have eight things that I took note of as I walked through this Will farmer's market. Only a to a farmer's market or could we apply them to a pop-up you could apply them to a pop-up okay. absolutely okay walk me through first walk me one through you're walking through okay <laughs> the first one would apply to cookie pickups because someone complimented me on my signage for their cookie pickup day mm. but this one was at the farmer's mar- okay. market signage the farmer's I, market farmer's market <laughs> some clam chowder for the fall <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the first one is signage. I love a good sign. It lets me know what I'm in for before I'm walking into the tent. Signs with a lot of writing and tiny letters are not helpful to me. Um, it's probably not helpful for that business owner. So would you recommend maybe a sign getting their attention and then a second sign for the menu items? Like Absolutely. not having that all in one. Yeah, so the one that needs to get my attention needs to have big writing, maybe a fall pun. That's That'd a good, a good pun. So maybe... Primary title, secondary title, that's it. Yes. Something to be like, fr- someone had on their sign, milk, fresh eggs, butter. There you go. Ooh, I know what you exactly was in there. Uh-huh. Um, and she had some extra stuff, but it didn't make it on the sign. It was probably her best sellers, her highest margins that she mm-hmm. put on the sign, because that's what she wanted people to buy. I like that a lot. So if I have to reach for my glasses to read what's on your sign, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Things to stay away from, if I, from a graphic design perspective, is heavy cursive font. And signs like that is very hard to read. So maybe go through a typeface or a font that is just very simple and not connected. Mm-hmm. That way, from far away, we can see it. Um, technically, t- typically, they only want two f- types of fonts per any graphic material. Nice. So, and for folks trying to save money, if you are like me, I bought a discounted chalkboard sign from Michael's and used my cookie projector to project an image and traced it we in We do chalk. not allow projector talk in sugar cookie marketing. Good thing we're on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so signage was definitely helpful for me. I loved reading a sign because I could make a determination if I want to walk in Let there. Let me ask you this. Did you take any literature? No. Okay. Interesting. Absolutely not. Not trying to put anything in my hands while I'm trying to walk around. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Number two, tents. Tents. That's required. No, that's fine. But tents with products pushed towards the walkers and the potential buyers had a lot more people in them than tents with the products pushed in the back. Um, Empty tents barely had anyone in them. Fill your space. Let people see what they could potentially have as theirs instead of hiding it in the back. That's a genius thing. So Corey and I went to the mall the other day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we live there, clearly, because every podcast is about the mall (laughs) and me speeding to it. Um, We went to the mall and you looked into a store and you Mm -hmm. said, I'm not going to go in there because it feels like there's five. It was a coach store. We were looking, window shopping. Yeah. And you said it felt like there's five helpers to one person Vultures. and they were <laughs> yet yeah, to go inside. You had to go deep in the store. So it almost made us not want to go in and at all. Right. So if you almost had something in the front to bring me in where I didn't feel. Let me feel, have an excuse yes. to stop. Yes. Yeah. 
something to catch my attention where I don't feel like I'm going to be suckered in if I go into your tent just wondering what you have. Um, Number three, staging. Tents with products staged. Think a barrel full of pumpkins had a lot more people in them than things just laying flat across a table. Use height to draw in the eyes. Um, So things that were flat on the table, no one could see what they were selling, but no one wanted to approach it because you felt like if I walk up there, I'm going to be forced to buy. So use things like crates um, to showcase. A lot of people use tiny easels. Um, It's great for bakes. a couple of tiny Uh, easels. Yeah, and it stands it up. So you can have things laying flat, but use that to catch someone's eye. So I could be like, oh, that's a gingerbread man right there. I think I want that. I think that comes down to really like the photography staging, bring it into your booth and allow people to look from far away. They see the sign. They see the staged product. Now walking in doesn't feel like such a risky click. risky click. Next is table covers. Table covers are going... Great way to give a full feel without having to have tons of products. It makes your tent inviting, and more people were in tents with table covers than they were with ones without. The ones without, um, think of seeing table legs. It feels empty. You know what? I got to say, secondary, if you've ever had to speak at a convention, we spoke at Cookie Con. I put on some uh, seminars myself. Um, Covered tables is the secret storage device of speakers everywhere nice and neat you you will have stuff you need to hide from people and having a covered table is tons of storage keeps your booth looking clean doesn't feel so i don't say the word junky empty though yeah oh there's a a multiple rate so it works in two different ways you feel more put together but you're also not letting people see behind the scenes stuff right so it, it seems like you look more professional when your stuff isn't just cluttered about and i'm seeing like your bins and boxes that are empty coolers Um, and stuff but they're part of it but you can't absolutely but say if you put that stuff back in your car if you don't have anything under the table or covering it it seems empty like you don't have a lot there it's just a lot of table legs plus not having a cart that back and forth to your car saves you a lot of stress and time um so definitely table covers if you're considering that next create a flow people don't like to assume where to go create a flow in your tent a sign that says start here another sign that says check out here could help folks navigate the sale um to just to have people be like find your checkout person that's that's assuming a lot in your audience you know what i really like whenever i go to a farmer's market is the one person's in charge of point of sale you can see that everyone's purchasing from them then another person is there to hey can i help you can i tell you a little bit about it so now you have two definite people for two definite services bring your kids that's why you had them and let them restock your shelves Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you run the point of sales Okay, so we have next is smile. It seems easy, but tents where the owners are staring at you um, and do not have a pleasant face did not make me want to walk into that tent. I felt like they were staring at me and they were mad because maybe their sales were down um, and they were going to take it out on me if I came a looking. Um, That's always like, you know, you feel that obligation to look over, but then you feel awkward. Hey, I'm looking over, but I'm not stopping. So almost giving yourself something to do that gets people's attention, but doesn't make them feel huge. Here's what my thing was. Uh People that were moving product, whether you're bringing some more. So only setting out half your products at the beginning and restocking as the day goes, it makes you look busy, but also makes me have the fear of missing out, which is FOMO. So like, wow, she's selling out. need to get in there and see what's being sold here because I don't have it in my pocket right now. It also gives you something to do. Yes. Um, Because there is, you know, I've worked many a booth in my day. It is that awkward thing where you're like, I'm standing here. I'm clearly staring at them. Um, another thing, and I'm not, you know, this is a type of marketing. You're going to get a type of person, but having a giveaway allows people to come in 
and possibly enter a contest. I read today in the group someone had marshmallows that they had printed on, I think, like Eddie marshmallows. And she was like, have a free marshmallow. And what it did is brought them into the booth. It made you feel less obligated because, hey, free something. Okay, cool. But it made our booth look busy. Yeah. So it is a little trade-off. Yes, you are losing money, but you're getting foot traffic in there. You're opening that conversation, and you don't look desperate. Right. So if you wanted to create little minis um, and say, have a mini on us, a mini cookie to give away, something like that, something to bring them into your booth and, you know, a free gift, while it doesn't create obligation, they are more likely to buy from you because there was an exchange there. Uh-huh. Um, a while ago, dare I say months ago, someone had partnered with a caricature, a person who dressed up like princesses, yeah. and they had joined forces at the farmer's market. So you could stop and take a photo with the princess, Genius. but you happened to be in a cookie booth where you could kind of, they both kind of said, hey, we can also do birthday parties together. Oh, that's nice. Um, but it uh, brought in a ton of people because a ton of people what wanted to What if they photos. did this? What if they had minis and they say, just get a mini like our Facebook page? Love it. Love it. Love it. Because you're giving away something, but it's not necessarily for free, but the obligation is such a low buy-in. Yeah. Even to say, hey, like it now, unlike it when you get to your car. Yeah. I don't care, but you get a free cookie out of it. Right. Uh, That's your target audience. (laughs) They are local. (laughs) In farmer's market, people are primed to spend a bit more. From my experience, the farmer's market is a You are there for one reason alone, and it's not to keep your money. (laughs) Okay, we have checkout. There was a guy um, with his checkout in the front of the tent, and it made it look like his tent was the place to be because he manufactured a line versus bringing people to the back of the tent, which normal people mostly do. Only weirdos. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, that came out weird. (laughs) It was weird. No, he had his checkout at the front, um, which produced a line in what made his tent almost have this buzz about it. People were like gravitating toward it because there was such a line, but he was actually his checkout line and it was just normal. Most people have it in the back of their tent. So these people get, you know, in the shadows and you can no longer see them, but having your checkout towards the front creates this buzz. Um, and it made me want to come into his tent a little bit more. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. A designated understanding the checkout, like checkout over here always kind of helps me. Yes. I don't want anyone to think I'm about to steal their tomato. Okay. This leads to my next one. Currency. I don't have cash on me like ever, but the tents that said they took credit cards is the ones I went in first because that's the currency I have. I assumed most people would take um, credit card, but I don't want to fall in love with something and then get to the back of your tent and you're like, yeah, we cash on Same only. concept of, you know, if you find people constantly at your booth and they're like, oh, you only take cash and they walk away, that's something you got to optimize Square has a point of sale system. Shopify has a point of sale system. I think Squarespace. All of these are options where you can ha- charge people credit card. Yes, you're dealing with a credit card processing fee, but Does you will get zero dollars. Venmo it, have the QR scan. Venmo card. has the Venmo business now has the point of sale thing. It used to be free. I don't think it's free no. anymore, but it is worth the investment. Yeah. So just to let people know, even though it is kind of assumed that probably you take credit card, to have a sign out there was more inviting to me who doesn't want a second guess. Um, I am not so much of an extrovert at farmer's market. So the more you can tell me, the better it is for you to land my money in your pocket. Um, so that's what I found at the farmer's market. Anyone who is by the kettle corn guy was oh, because it's bagging delicious. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had fans and I don't know if it was to push yeah, the smell towards or whisk or the smoke away, but it was working for him. <laughs> Jeez. I wonder if you could almost be like, I want to be next to kettle corn guy. Could you say I would like to be next to a kettle corn? I wish you could. There was also a coffee truck, and that was just raking in the cash. Wasn't it hot the day you went there? Yeah. Coffee people don't care. 
It was yeah, iced coffee Just give as it well. to me intravenously. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I found out when I went to the farmer's market, what I wanted to see as a person shopping it. Um, I hope that is helpful for you if you're thinking about it. A lot of th- these things go well for pop-ups too, as far as letting your customers know um, where your house is. If you can get a little sign, um, sometimes I do a sign that says cookie pickup with balloons. And that's what I tell customers to look for as I send them at the address. So it is up to you. The more you can make the sale easy for your customers, the more likely you are to land it. Make it easy. Make it easy to give you my money. Um, The more stops you have along your funnel, even if it's a farmer's market funnel, the less profit you will make. People will fall out of your funnel. Absolutely. Think about that constantly. You have my voice singing in your head constantly. (laughs) No, 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 that's all I heard. (laughs) Funnel, funnel, they'll fall out of it. Okay, so that brings us to the course. Now, if you haven't heard about the course that we talk about, Corey and I have spent quite a few months building up a lot of content to teach you how to market your business more effectively online. But Heather, isn't that what the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group is about? Yes. This is a more in-depth dive for the same concepts that we talk about for free in the main group. Um, Things I've covered in the last week, we did an SEO mini series, part one, part two. Uh, We got seven parts for that. But it's a deep dive into what SEO is, how it works, how it affects you, and how you're affected by it. Um, Corey's been working on an Instagram course from start to finish, an Instagram strategy that will help you grow your baking business on that platform. The course is fully packed. Most feedback I've gotten is, wow, so much content, I'm overwhelmed. So we're working the other on a syllabus. Feedback, <laughs> yeah. In a good, Heather's like, in a good way. They said a good way. Um, a lot of people have been super happy with the content they've gotten just from the group, not even on the course. Some people haven't even started the course, but they said the group content alone has been worth the cash. Yeah, someone said, uh, they said, I didn't realize we were getting the group content. So when we say group content, yes, there is a private group associated with the paid membership called the cookie college you can get more of a deep dive and a preview of the course material on thecookiecollege.com we will have some openings i'm sure as you are just staring at me so we have limited sign up to 250 members somebody asked me on the chat today on the course how come you can't just open it up to everyone it's a digital essentially a digital download a pre-recorded course it is but the other portion that you get with that is the group and that group we want to maintain it and be able to produce a lot of good content for those people and if the if it got to 25,000 we couldn't just handle that um, so 250 people we can really help them grow um, and flourish their businesses and then we can kind of open it up after that right so if you haven't signed up to the wait list yet that's those will be the people that we reach out to first when we have openings and you can sign up for that on the cookie college Bless. All right. That takes us to voicemails. If you would like to call us, um, we don't call you back. Our phone number is 571-556-5644, or you can email at hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com. Send a text, same number, 571-556-5644. And that brings us to our first text message voicemail from Debbie from Arkansas. 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 I was curious about Instagram and if you think we should do a bunch of posts when we first start our Instagram or just one how I am welcome here post. Is there a strategy behind that? Thank you guys. One how I am welcome here post? <laughs> I just paraphrased what oh, you okay. <laughs> Just one post. Okay. Do you think? What are your thoughts? Can you rephrase that to me? Do you just do uh, a bunch of posts when you get on Instagram? You have zero followers. Okay. Or do you just do one big shebangy post? Like, here's my logo. <laughs> I love the thought that everyone thinks people will see their posts. They won't. 
so they won't. Um, I would probably load that up with about nine posts to start if it were me. Maybe if I want to drip them over a couple days, but I'm just getting content out there. Now, I created a post for, I created a profile for the Cookie College to demonstrate our digital downloads. Uh, created it and posted nine times a day. Got locked out twice. <laughs> so Instagram uh, flagged it as a spam account. All I had to go was through the recovery process to get that back. Um, but if it were me, mm-hmm. I'd probably upload nine right off the bat. Um, and then from that point forward, I would start dripping it out in a content. Because right. as you're starting to go and engage with other accounts, you want them to be able to come back and see something that they can interact with on your account. Um, to create it and just assume that people are going to come, they're not. Uh, but to have something there already going um, that tells about a bit about your business, also showcases some of your work, can really help you um, jumpstart your business as you're engaging with local businesses trying to secure the sale. So give them something to stock you with. I like it. Yeah. So to me, I'd be uh, less concerned about a big shebang post. I think you're going to be a little bit um, sad. Sad. Yeah. And I would just get content out there and I would start getting it in a regular um, posting schedule. So if you wanted to do the bare minimum of what we recommend, again, your business is different. um, But what we recommend is that, you know, three posts a week, every week. That's what I try to stick to. That's manageable for me. Right. So again, if you're blasting out a post a day, two posts a day, hey, it's working for you. Do not change it. Um, if you are only doing a post a week, I'd rather something than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing a post every six months, baby girl, baby boy, <laughs> you're, you're Come in a marketing room. <laughs> All right. So that leads us to voicemail number two from 407. Quick question for the twins. Would you suggest matching our Instagram handles to our business name? Does it matter? Thank you guys for all you do for us bakers. Uh, I'll take this one if sure. you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, we want consistency um, in the world of online marketing. It is called nap. Uh, and you want consistent nap. A great nap. Go to sleep. I will take that advice to heart. <laughs> no, it stands for name, address, phone number, but now it's name, address, phone number, website. So basically what we're saying is Napa. wherever <laughs> Napwa. Take a Napwa. Um, wherever you have your business name, you gotta try to line it up as closely as possible across all platforms. That way Google can kind of match up your entities with each other. Okay, the Facebook page matches the Instagram matches the uh, website matches this. Now, from an end user perspective, you'd also want that. Because if I said to my grandmother, hey, I'm Heather Miracle, and she searches Instagram, instead of finding Heather Miracle, my Instagram handle is the better twin, that's going to be harder for her to connect those two. And we don't want our end user (laughs) to be confused, right? So if I was Heather Miracle in person, my business was Heather Miracle LLC, then I'd want my Instagram handle to be Heather Miracle as well. Now, if you go look up sugar cookie marketing on Instagram, we do not own sugar cookie marketing. It was parked by somebody who made one post 20 billion years ago and doesn't read their direct messages when I try to pay them. Uh, So we are sugar cookie marketing underscore. Now, the reason why we didn't put that underscore at the beginning or in the center is because when people search sugar cookie marketing, we still show up with that other account. Just now we have the underscore at the end versus if I had it towards the front, we wouldn't show up for that search term. So the first one that shows up is not us, but I'm sure she's reaped some followers from it. Uh-huh, um, I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> she's living her best life out there. <laughs> All right. Voicemail number three is a text from 209. First off, love the group. I have learned so, so much from it. I was wondering if you could talk about when the course would open up again. I know you guys sold out and congratulations to that, but I see the college member post their wins and it makes me want to join so bad. I've been saving up this month and i'm ready and on the wait list just curious 
Okay, great question. I feel like I just covered it and I would Sorry. be happy to cover it again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the current course is restricted to 250 members. Granted, the Facebook group has a few bit more because I have some virtual assistants, like we say, hire out your hates. Um, but we open that so as people ebb and flow through the course, um, we'll remove them from the access so to the Facebook page. So when is page. the next ebb? Most of the people renew on, Octo- on September 30th or October 1st. That's <gasps> when most people signed up. So That's we'll have week. a little exchanging of the guard. Um, they are <laughs> sad. To, don't leave us. Don't leave us. Um, the only the major reason I would see people drop out of the funnel is they said this was a little bit more advanced than what they expected. Um, so I'd say that if you're like, hey, I'm really here to dig into my business and take it to the next level, this is primarily made for you. If you're thinking like, hey, I can, you know, I hardly tune into the main group. I don't think that the Cookie College is for you yet. Yet. It's down the road yes. for you. It's just not right this moment. The great thing about the Cookie College is the content there is more in-depth. It's a deep dive. Um, but the group content is more, I'm making pre-sales for people. So I'm doing the hard work, buying the boxes, staging the photos, giving you the copy, and telling you where you can buy every single thing in the photo. And you can use it to test your audience to see if anyone wants to buy it. So that's where people have really enjoyed um, that group is because um, their pre-sales are done for. <laughs> yeah. Another great aspect of the group, I had to go through a deep dive in the billing cycle. Each month is $68, but you could sign up and just stay in for one month. And all the content is there the minute you join. And you could go and just absolutely eat it up start to finish. Um, I think you are looking at a full month, though. I don't think you'll have... <laughs> Uh, Netflix time. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, if you only said, hey, I only have a budget to do this one time, you could sit down for a month and absolutely tear into the content. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have my voice in your ear a lot. So dreams do come true. Anyway, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> All right. If you would like to call in, please call our text in. Uh, we're running low on our text message and our calls, but the phone number is 571-556-5644. Did you just um, send mint to us being lame? Being lame. If you do not call or text in, I will read Heather's text messages to me, what she sends to me after hours. Let me see what you sent to me most recently. Give him a little taste test of what you said. <laughs> laughing, crying emoji. Just know if I could marry myself, I would marry myself. That was your last <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> I even went and did his grocery shopping on the list, 20 pounds of chicken. I don't even weigh 20 pounds. <laughs> My husband wanted so much chicken. <laughs> Keep your apology. No going back <laughs> little list of what you guys could get from us. <laughs> I needed to complain about my husband to my twin sister. <laughs> of course, he doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'll never know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So moving forward, group stuff. I did solemnly swear to somebody yesterday that I'd have the cookie collab up last you week. I lied. Liar! <laughs> I'll get it up today. And then I'm going to go out of town. So. What is this from? I'm going to tell you this line from a movie. Okay. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Sounds like you're in Nate's marriage, but I'm not sure what. Uh, uh, 34 years ago, The Prince's Bride became a movie, and it's from The Prince's Bride. Oh, yeah. Inconceivable. <laughs> okay, guys, clearly we're running out of content. <laughs> Stop laughing into their ears. Okay, so uh, currently we have a Facebook Live going on with Meredy Martin. She has made these just amazing cinnamons. Cinnab- I cannot And her wait. and her husband then walked us through the entire process from yeast rising. They pre-filmed it so you could all bake together. And they're doing it actually right now, which is insane that you're not baking me a cinnamon bun. I'm sorry. Look, what you made I'm, me do. I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> um, but she's doing that live. It's all archived in the group for a replay. So if you want to take it on your own pace, highly recommend. It is one of her best sellers, especially right now.
usually around Christmas time. Yeah, and she actually does them. I'm a friend on Facebook, so I can see. She it sells them every Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, so you can put in your weekly request and have a Sunday morning cinnamon buns, um, homemade, ready to go. I think you just put them in the oven and they're ready to devour. I cannot wait to eat them. But uh, her, uh, Meredy and James... There is a Facebook event where all this content is. They didn't go live in the main group to keep it kind of concise and like in one location. Yeah. There's three videos. Um, the one that's filmed live is her and him actually baking. The other two are prep. Yes. So prep work, you'll have to do the prep work if you want to dive into that live with them um, because they wanted to start off together with your yeast already to go versus us waiting like an hour or five hours waiting Staring for the yeast to rise. Like, <laughs> yeah, farmers were good. Okay. And not to be outdone, uh, Meredy is out doing herself with Cake Pop Cones Bake Along. Um, I, I don't know why they're giving us all this free content. We do not pay don't them wake for, up this. for this. <laughs> Actually, she's in the cookie college. So I'm not really even sure why she goes out of her way to help us. Um, but she said, if you have a problem with cake pops, cake pop cones. I got the all answer. the problems and none of the answers. <laughs> okay, so apparently Meredy does. And that will be Wednesday, October 6th at 730. Um, and then uh, also on October 6th is Cookie Con Dallas, which we will not be at. We won't. Sad face. Some people are cheering right now. Which is sad too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you don't get to hear my voice in Um, But I think that sounds like a you blast. You have a great lineup. You guys are going to have so much fun. If this is your first time, my first time was a month ago. Orla- Orlando. 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 We made our debut at Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> All right. Our past lives, we had selling your products in Square with Fresia. If Square is the bane of your existence, you need to tune in for that. You can go to the events tab at the top, click past events, and the live is pinned in the discussion portion of that event. Then we had hiring a virtual assistant with Amber, and she tells you the positives to hiring out your weaknesses, which is Heather's main thing in life yeah man if i can hey you know what so we had a client if you follow me i may have complained about her a bit um she is a she jump how high client. To this i swear she knows she you will says, delete she this podcast she says she's hard to deal with you will delete this episode i'm not you know who you are <laughs> and i love you and i love your money um but she you know sent an email an hour ago saying hey my website's about to be deleted in two hours can you fix it? You know what? No, I had to film a podcast. Jumped on Upwork.com. Hired Vlad from Ukraine. The man did it in two seconds. Faster than I could. More efficient. Great communication. The way Upwork.com works is an escrow, uh, meaning I pay $50. He doesn't get it until we both sign off that we're happy. Your man. Risk mitigated. Yeah. But Heather was super stressful during that whole time. I just needed Vlad to say yes. I was and he did. And now I'm hiring him for another thing. What? Domain migration. Okay. You charge her for this craziness. What if she listens to this podcast? I love you, girl, but you need to be hard. Then we had making stencils with your cricket with Liv Little Witch. And you, if you have a cricket, you need to tune into that. I need to get a cricket so I can tune into that. Um, then we have group challenges. Main Street Cookie. I don't know why Heather has challenge, but it's Main Street Cookie Collab. Challenge. We are challenging. You guys to get me to put it together. <laughs> that is going to be Friday, October 15th. This I love when our collabs work for two things. One, um, it's a collab, so we get to engage with each other's content. It's a secret handshake between group members of the collab that take part in it. Plus, this one works for marketing as well. Imagine being able to recreate a sign, whether it be your local coffee shop or something, and be able to take a picture outside of their coffee shop with your cookie-fied or your baked, um, whatever their logo is, be able to tag that business um, and create that corporate connection. And that is why I love these collabs. Yeah, so this is a multiple-way win. I have got to do this one. 
I don't think you should do the pencil. I don't think I should do the pencil I think either. You should do a bit something smaller and really close to where we are right now. Um, you know that bagel shop in Tyson's that's notoriously on seven? What is it called? A something something bagels, but it's got a giant bagel sign. I it's would. Love to do that. Okay. I could do it at Bobanita's Diner. Because that'd be great. Nice. Do Bobanita's. That's a good they one. They have also a location in Bird. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, let's do that one. Okay, that's a good one. So uh, Corey's engaged with Bob and Edith's Diner. I don't know why. You guys just kind of say hello on Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, that would be nice. And they every time Corey mentions them in a story, they'll reblog it, yeah. which is the point of this. So I get to reach their folks, and they get to reach my folks. We're shaking Yeah, definitely finding somebody within, who's already engaging on social media. It's like shooting fish in a barrel because they will definitely reshare your content. Absolutely. Um, because on the other side of those social media profiles is just little us's all trying to make it work. I know. I should do seasons 52, honestly. Oh, my Always there. <gasps> Their logo is just a handwriting font. I think it's seasons fifty two. Oh my goodness! That'd I think it's green. So like great. Okay, they do a, uh, They have a wine flight that currently for their fall menu. I. It's a logo one. Are you one? Yeah, but you could do like a little set. In my favorite ways. <laughs> okay, we got some choices we got to okay. do, but that is coming up. Okay, for twin dress, I actually have a twin what? dress. What? We just said we were going to remove this I know, portion. I know, I know, I know. But I feel like people are like, this is how I get to learn the twins a little bit. I love oh. Animal Crossing. Corey and I had an oh, N64, man. a Nintendo 64, back when we were 12, fought over it all the time, but we got Animal Crossing on when it came out on that on platform. GameCube. Whatever. Then we got a GameCube, got it for that one. Okay. Then there was... Oh, this, the 3DS, Nintendo 3DS kind of Game Boy thing. Yeah. Got it on that. Now we have the Switches. Got it on that. So Animal Crossing is adorable. If your kid ever asks for it, give it to them. It's basically paying down debt and everything. The bankers are cute, Raccoon. I, I make my son do it so he can learn some responsibility. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, really cute characters, really innocent platform, like... I mean, you're the funnest game. I'm playing shots. it as a 32 year old. So, ColourPop Cosmetics partnered with Animal Crossing to create a rebranded line of makeup for all the Animal Crossing characters. It and I so bought that for the family to kind of give out some out. gifts. Um, oh my goodness, I love it. Thank you for that. Nostalgia, man. I'll pay I'll pay out the butt for nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. And they did very, very good branding. The it packaging was super cute. I mean, really, it's probably a blush they currently already sell, but they slapped an Animal Crossing character on it. Um, and that's how I originally met Sweet Pink Olive. Um, oh, I bought Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing and I never made them. I, I look at them that? all the time, never made them. Make them for me. I, no, they're ginormous. Oh, they make them for me more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my twin interest. Any twin interest for you? Oh, you just said it's for them to get to know us. Okay, let me talk to you about my pets because they are a big part of okay. my life. Okay, so I do have an English bulldog. His name is Sweet Baby Ray, after the barbecue sauce. We call him Ray. We usually call him Sweet Baby Ray if he's in trouble um, or if we're trying to get his attention. Can you imagine yelling at someone, Sweet Baby Ray, get your butt over here. <laughs> he is a great, he is my shadow. He follows me everywhere. Then I have a old cat, rescue cat, named Ruby Kitty. We call her Rube. Um, she's my ride or die. Uh, we just get each other. Like, we pass each other multiple times during the day, do a little head nod, and, you know, that's our the extent of our life together. Mm -hmm. And then I have a exotic short-haired cat, um, Persian, and his name is Fuzz Aldrin. And these three cats these three two cats and dog <laughs> run my life and heather runs my work life so every single second is accounted for but i do love these pets but heather made me take them down off my facebook profile because she I says cats and cookies don't combine down i said facebook page optimization then everyone came at me with new profile <laughs> pictures and i wasn't ready for that level of change um but if you are a cat or dog lover holler at me if you're a snake lover well you're weird with heather <laughs> hey felicia you bite her okay. <laughs> um 
Okay, actually, sponsors. Sponsors. We have a new sponsor, and I'm kind of excited about them because I've... The funny thing is, people in the group were asking about this group, this web... It's a website builder. And I said, I have no idea. Like, never heard of them before. And then, like, lo and behold, guess who comes a knocking? This website builder. And Heather did a um, screen share with them today. And from the sound of it, I was behind my own computer. She sounded blown away. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. The guy's name is Mark, and he is a baker as well. But he said, I see that a lot of bakers suffer with a website that's made for everything but bakers. And you're always trying to be like, hey, you know, Square is kind of hard because it's showing my address and I can't say porch pickup and I got to do this. He said, he sat down and he said, I went through everybody's complaints and I made a platform that fixes them. Wow. Now, the interesting part about it, they actually launched not today. They launched in the middle of next month, October. Okay. Um, but it's completely free. With a caveat. So it is completely free to make a website on his platform. He takes a percentage uh, commission of your sales. Okay. Um, but at no point up until that, so you could taste test the entire platform and never pay a cent. Oh. Um, so Shopify, if you wanted to create a Shopify website, I think your their plans you start to, at fourteen ninety nine, yeah. and then you're kind of end up at fifty dollars with all the add ons per month. Everything. Per month. Yeah. Um, so this uh, it's cast iron. Uh, they they're still in beta. I'm gonna build Corey a website on there. But he says, Heather, if you see something, say something. If you find something that people really want, please let me know about it. But when we were going through the screen share today, like um, the one thing they're gonna add before launch is the ability to take a completely custom order and have any. You can do add-ons. So okay. hey, change a flavor. And then they said we were listening to you guys. And if you add a flavor change, it will charge an additional four dollars. So no you're way. not going back and forth every time saying like, okay, delivery. You can give them the option if you wanted to enable delivery. You can deliver to certain uh, zip codes um, and an associated cost to deliver. Oh, that's so nice. You can add sales tax depending on what your state cottage law requires. Yeah. And it'll be applicable to you specifically. I cannot wait for this website. I know. It'll be fun. And then our old boy, the love of my life. Eduardo. Eduardo. I used Eddie this past week for an order. I got Eddie from me. She took him to her house. (laughs) He's got a new (laughs) home. But how do you feel like running through the software? Okay. The software, Heather likes to pull things into Photoshop to resize them, but the actual Eddie software super easy to use. Heather says next, 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 finish, and then he prints. <laughs> okay, so the only thing, so Corey and I, you can use bartender software to build the files, but we build them in Photoshop just because I like Photoshop, but I'm sure you could almost build them in Canva. I am actually going to schedule whatever those people's calls with the Eddie oh, yeah. primary people. I'm going to have that. That'll be good. Because they probably to listen that. to this podcast and we're like, they're, like, they they're rooting it. <laughs> I'm going to take it because I want to be better about using it because I hate airbrushing. I brought out the Grex and it didn't spray anything. <laughs> Corey bought the Grex. He, they're not a sponsor. Corey bought the Grex and uh, didn't watch any tutorials, read zero owner's manual, and he didn't it last it. night. <laughs> and it didn't work. Like the dude came in at level expected and Corey was yelled. That was a half of those texts were about Grex. The other half were about my husband. <laughs> so I got to bring out the cookie counter. <laughs> yeah, so cookie counters came into play. But Eddie is pretty cool, still cool. What were we going to print on with him next week? Well, I actually printed the order incorrectly. But I said, this will be a good <laughs> thing about quality from Gord. <laughs> I made an order to, I read the day wrong, even had on my calendar wrong. It's not due till next week, but of course I made it yesterday. Um, three dozen cookies. So part of it was an Eddie print. So I've, um, with the Bakety Bakes, which is our other sponsor, um, Royal Icing, <laughs> I have printed Eddie on it and I have uh, heat sealed them to see how they do well, how do over the course of the week. Corey has more of a wet icing, so Eddie likes him a dry cracker 
So we talked about maybe making a different recipe or testing this. So right. You can get in. So I thought this would be a good test. Worst case, I have to make 13 cookies. Bring them week. to me and I will consume. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that leads us to a bakery bake. Um, it is a meringue powder. It is my new favorite meringue powder. Um, two things. Why? Uh, because it doesn't crust over as fast as other meringue powder. So it gives you a little bit more time to fix those mistakes before you're breaking the crust on the icing, which is super frustrating, especially for giant cookies. I made these giant Lego cookies yesterday, um, and it gave me enough time to fix all the uh, edges. So everything looked very cohesive at the end. Customer, super happy, sent her the pictures this morning. She said, outdid you know my expectations. what the Lego guy's name is? His name is Fig. Why? You go ahead. I told you. He is an abbreviation for figure, as in figurine. <laughs> so his name is Fig. Yeah, Corey said that even the Lego movie, his name is Fig. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I don't have kids. So I didn't watch it. I'm not living out. Um, but if you want to take part, um, Bakety Bakes does have a sample pack if you're not willing to deep dive into it. Um, but you can use twins at checkout at bakeitybakeidaho.com and that will save you 10% off of your order. Also, it's great with fine tip markers. I was doing this pig order last week and I drew this pig and it was the customer's favorite cookie. And honestly, it was my favorite cookie. So you guys are going to be seeing it soon in a staged photo. Which one was it? The pig one with the hat. Did I see it? Birthday pig. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you didn't like that set. I liked that one cookie. Oh, right. Use that in that one, too. Um, I know, because Corey FaceTimed me late at night with a filter on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, so mailbag. Wrapping this up, guys. I know you put up with us for far too long. Um, we actually got a package of two Facebook jail coffee mugs. It was, so funny. it was hilarious. But there was actually no from address. It was like these secret gifts. But it was a Sammy Albright. She had forgotten to put her name on it. But it says uh, <laughs> repeat offender. Because Corey and I have both been in Facebook jail for apparently everything we've ever said. No, uh, what did you say? I said, I said, anarchy a, and okay. horror okay. emojis. No, you can't say that in the podcast. You just, what did you say? I wanted you to kind of work your way around it. We have babies. She's children. a streetwalker from Ogies. There you go. Now the kid will be like, they're walking down the street. Yep. <laughs> and then I said, burn down the house with the spider in it. And Zuckerberg was like, no, violence against spiders. Um, so I got in a 24 hour jail. Corey's still in time. Oh, you yeah. also said you want to kidnap somebody. Oh, I went to say, Vanessa, your wife is so nice. I would like to kidnap her and keep her for myself. And Zuckerberg was like, no kidnapping I'm still either. under the 30 days. I'm at my last seven. So Corey needs to walk a very thin line because essentially if Corey and I both get two strikes as admins of a group, uh, the group will get closed. <laughs> now it says if you mess up anymore, we could potentially close down your group. So if you wake up and no one can find us, <laughs> you've been either removed or we've been removed. <laughs> either or. Okay, guys, that takes us through. Thanks for letting us talk at the speed of light. Um, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming next week unless I get another speeding ticket. <laughs> and then we'll be a little late while Heather's a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll break even. <laughs> okay, guys, have a good one.